Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guests. And I have to tell you, uh, the lovely Joanne and her mom are in the studio today. And it's great because they can't talk. Now, whenever they Skype back and forth back east, they get really, really loud. I can hear Joanne upstairs. I'm upstairs. I can hear her downstairs. And she always says it's because Italians talk loud. But what's funny is when they talk too much, I say, wait a second. I go, God, you Italians are loud. And Joanne says, you can't say that. So anyway, it's just, it's all good. Joanne's mom's staying with us. And uh, it was uh, last night I had to actually get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And I didn't want to be loud. So then on my upstairs, the, um, the, the fan is very loud. So I had to go in and turn the light off. And I actually had to sit down to pee last night because I didn't want to sit there and stand up when it was uh, with the light on. So anyway, enough about me. We have a, we have, I have a great guest today. We have, a, and I was, I, we talked about his name and we have Jerry Burns. Did we really need to know you had to sit down to pee? Well, then, you know, it's it's all, I, my 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 people my listeners like to what hear kind of something. Podcast, just this. Hey, it's it's, so that, it's, you're, it's you're, really your listeners like to hear that. Oh yeah, they like to hear oh. my, my about my life. Okay, okay. <laughs> and why isn't he allowed to say that um, that you're loud? Why isn't he allowed to say? Exactly. That's true. I That's know. True. It's bad. It's awful. It's so, true. So I got to ask you. The, first of all, the, the name Jerry. You spell it. It's it's Gerald. I got to ask you, how did you get her? Well, oh, that's what I got to ask you. Okay, I, you know, I know, because see, people, I'm bald and cross-eyed. <laughs> My girlfriend's very no, cute. No, 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 no. I wasn't thinking about your 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 faults. I was thinking about her attributes. Oh, well, she's a very lovely. Girl. Very lovely with a very lovely mother. I mean, they look like sisters. And I'm not. I'm not just saying that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, what, I want to hijack your show. I know okay. you are. It's great. It's, it's like Bobby Slate was on last week, but with him, I, I can't get a word in wow. edgewise. He's just like, I got to ask you with your name, the spelling. Did you do that because when you came to Hollywood, I didn't, it was do, already it. Jerry I didn't Burns? do it. I didn't do it. What happened? It was. Um, I'm named after my uncle Jerry, who was Jeremiah, and then he changed it legally. To Jerry, and then he went to Korea, and he was killed in Korea, and I was named after him. Okay. So my name is his name was J E R E Burns, and I'm J E R E. I'm Jerry Burns the second after my uncle. Well, it's a great it's great because when you Google or go to IMDb, you automatically come up first because I don't think there's anyone in the business that spells it the way you do. Well, yeah, well that's good, huh? That's good. I thought it was you know. <laughs> well, Peter on right told me it was pronounced Jer, and I had the whole thing where I was like, because you're from the you're from Amherst, Massachusetts. No, I'm from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Okay, well, but I was thinking you it was the Boston accent, maybe you know, the Jer, but I was wrong. No, Jerry. Okay, but well, you can call me Jerry. You can call me whatever. No, I like Jerry. I thought it was Jerry, yeah, but then Jerry. I, get, I get, you know it's hard to Jerry. It's Jerry, but uh, yeah, it's been yeah. Everybody assumes I changed it to be groovy or. Well, I just thought because of the SAG, they might have said there was already a Jerry Burns spelled that way because it's a common name, and you know how SAG makes yeah, people yeah. change right. their names. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> so you grew up now when you were a kid did you always did you think you wanted to get into acting when you were a kid or what started you on this path um I probably wanted to be you know like a, a I you know I probably wanted to be a hockey player or a professional athlete or something like that like a lot of kids do and um but then the high school I went to or the the secondary school I went to starting in sixth grade had a had a uh, not only did they have a rink but they also had a a great um, drama department and they had this guy named George Ceres who was the head of the drama department and uh, you know when early on we were reading great plays and, um, and, and, and 
they were doing great plays. You know, we were doing Chekhov and Shakespeare and all that stuff, and I was exposed to all that stuff at a really early age, and my parents had enjoyed going to the theater a lot, and they used to drag us along as, as for as long as I could remember, and it just, uh, you know, I remember hearing the laughter. I remember hearing that and kind of like, oh, my God, that is... You know, that sounds, I love that, I love that sound. I loved making people laugh, and I was one of four boys, and it was always about who could get the most laughs at the dinner table and the most attention by being funny. And um, and then everything kind of in my family got crazy, and uh, and I think um, acting and and living, living vicariously through other characters was just a way for me to sort of exercise the some of the stuff some of the problems that were going on at home and uh and uh i don't know and i was you know i had an affinity for it and um mr series made that clear to me that i had an affinity and then i uh and then i i i went to regular college and studied english but while i was there um at umass amherst i uh i would always i was in the english department but i would always uh I'd audition for the plays, and I'd you know, and I'd get job, I'd get roles, and so I would, uh, I did that, and then when it was time to graduate, I was like, I don't know, I kind of would love to give this acting thing a go, but, and I talked to one of my, uh, one of the professors in the drama department there, and I said, you know, should I, what, is, what should I do? Should I just go to New York and bum around? What do you do if you want to be an actor? Do you go to, I didn't even know about L.A. I didn't consider that, you know. And, I, he said, well, you could also apply to a program. You know, you could apply to a grad school. So that's what I did. I applied to a bunch of the professional training programs, and um, I got into NYU, and I went to Tisch, and uh, I worked, in, you know, I, I, I went there for, it's a three-year MFA program, but I left after a year and a half just because I, I was like, man, this is a lot of time to be in school. I better, I don't even know if I'm, this is going to be a reality. You know, I knew what the, I knew what the, I knew what the odds were, and, um, my girlfriend, who later became my wife, um, was pregnant. It became pregnant my, uh, in midway through my my second year at school, and I said, "I got to get out of here. I got to go see if this is a reality." And I and I left, and I started auditioning, and I bounced around, you know, off Broadway, New York Shakespeare Festival, and uh, and then I was doing a play uh, called True West in uh, in in New York. Um, for about six months and I got an audition for a movie and I did the audition and I ended up getting the part and that took me to Los Angeles and I've been here ever since. Now, had you been to Los Angeles before visiting or did you? Never. Okay. No. That's when I moved. I had never been here before. No. So where did, where did you decide? I always wonder, where did you decide to live? Because everyone comes out because you grew up back east and back east you can tell, I grew up near Philadelphia, you can tell when you're in a city where there's good parts and bad parts because you're driving and all of a sudden looks that doesn't look safe. But in LA, everything sort of looks like the same like you go through certain areas and it doesn't look like it's a bad area i thought it looked ugly i was like i can't believe this is this is uh, you hear all about los angeles and it just seemed like one big strip mall to me i thought it was i found it hideous and uh so i'm like well man if i'm in la if i'm in california we're gonna live at the beach so we we found a we found a sort of uh ragtag place in malibu and we just moved I, by then i had three no, by then I had two kids, one on the, three kids, no, I had two kids, uh, one was to come a year later, and so we just found this kind of uh, funky, funky place in Malibu, and we just lived in Malibu for the first three, four years we were here. 
How did you get used to being in L.A.? Did you like it? I mean, because it's just the weather is so insane. Because, I mean, growing up back east, you get used to you get used to the fall. And here it's like sometimes like this year, if you had sweaters, if you moved out here and you had sweaters, you didn't wear them. Yeah, but I love the ladies who, when it's 70 degrees, they put on an overcoat and a scarf because it's wintertime and they have an overcoat and a scarf and they want to wear all their clothes, right? Am I right? The boots. Yeah, the boots. It's like, it's like 60 degrees. Girls are in sundresses in Manhattan, you know, but uh, here, 70 degrees, they're, they got their scarves on if it's January and they're in their overcoats and they're, and yeah, and they're big leather boots. Um, but I, uh, I don't know. I kind of complained about L.A. for a long time, but it's, um, it's, it's great. I mean, I've, I've come to love it, and I've come to love the proximity to the mountains and the proximity to the surf and Mexico. And I, I, really, I really like it. I mean, I think it's a tragedy the way most of the city was developed or the thoughtlessness with which it was developed. Like, like no thought. Um, the valley is particular is a particular is particularly uh, is particularly brutal, but um, but yeah, I've stopped complaining about LA. I've embraced it. My older three, I have four kids. My older three all grew up here, went to high school here, all went back east to college, and um, are now like in the workplace. And now I have a I have a five year old, so we're going through it all, all one again. more time. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I love it here. So, I go back. I travel a lot, though. You know, I yeah, travel, well, you a lot a lot work, and, yeah. travel a lot for work, and I've got family back in Boston, and I've got one son in Manhattan. So, um, I get out of here a lot. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to not get out of here a lot. So, when you when you first moved here, what yeah. were some of your first parts you started getting? Because you came out here, and you had the responsibility of kids. You said you were cast in a movie, but yeah, then, you would do like you would be the guy from. You would be one of the young kids from New York. So, but being from New York they would assume you knew what you were doing and uh, you would do all the shows. Like at the time, the big sort of, the, the, the big acty shows were like Hill Street Blues, that was my first job, uh, Cagney and Lacey, um, all those kind of, all those well, kind look, of shows. Well, look, there's Remington Steel. Remington this... Steel, Riptide. You just played the bad guy in all this, you know, some of it not bad television, but a lot of it horrible television. The Quinn Martin right. productions, you know, I don't even know if you remember that stuff, but uh, yeah. Well, you're uh, in Riptide, which, you know, is. Yeah, Riptide. I mean, the, <laughs> everyone loved Riptide. Joe Penny. <laughs> Joe Penny, yeah, yeah. All the Stephen J. Cannell, you know. Um, so you would just go play, you know, one stupid bad guy after another in um, episodic television. And, you know, you could do you could do eight or ten of those in a year and, you know. That was 80, 70, 80. That was 80 grand, you know, and uh, and then they, they replayed, so you make a little more money. And that, you know, at the time, that was a ton of money. You know, that was a ton of dough. I mean, I was making 250 a week off-Broadway in New York. And, right. And feeling very grateful for it, and but also doing really good work. You know, we were doing we were doing great theater, I think, but or were we doing good theater? Um, but anyway, so, and then, you know, and then after a... Three years of that, you start getting uh, you start getting into the pilot circuit and having a shot at getting a regular spot on a television show. And, now, uh, did you have any pilots at that time that you were on that didn't get picked up? Because it always seems so many people they got you know in that pilot, but it doesn't get picked no, up. No, the first one I did, the first pilot I did was Dear John, and uh, and that went for four years. Right, and then um, following that, I think I had following that I had a net, I had a deal at a network. 
to create a show. You know, they used to do all these network deals. You're familiar with that. You know, they throw a bunch of money your way and say you can't work for any other, or, or the, the agreement was you don't work for any other network. We have you, and you can create a show, or you can try to create a show. You can meet with a showrunner and some writers and create a show and bring it to us, or we will just cast you in one of our in one of our shows, one of our pilots. And I think that year on that deal, the first year out of Dear John, <clears throat> I did a, a bad pilot that did not go. I don't remember the name of it. Um, uh, and uh, so that didn't go. And um, I think as re after that, I did, that didn't go, and then I was available, so some other existing show picked me up. It was a Bob Newhart show. It was like the third and last incarnation of, I think, Bob Newhart doing a series for CBS and um, that lasted I think a year and that got cancelled and then um, you know it was just one sort of half hour after another after that you know um, and I think it seems like I did about 12 years of half hours um, and usually with a TV movie during hiatus okay well with Dear John when you got that, that I mean that was a four year reg, you were regular in a series you were very popular did that yeah. change your life a lot because people probably just started really recognizing you then I mean because yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone knew that character of yeah, Kirk everybody everyone knew, the knew character it. of Kirk and yeah it was you know you get a the, the magazines want to want to do a piece on you and uh, yeah you're getting you're getting recognized getting recognized you know for the first time and in my life like as a you know as a television star right what was that like i mean because it's all of a sudden you're you know, you're used to being like you know as you said the thug and like it was Hill very Street odd Blues, it was and... very it was very odd and um you know i was pretty young and immature and um but you know we bought a house and we created a life and uh we created uh you know the we created a life for our family you know um and uh yeah and that went on and i i could have um you know, I wasn't I wasn't terribly ambitious. You know, stuff was just I, the stuff that was coming. I was doing, and um, I could have I probably could have been more uh, ambitious and more creative in my choices at the time. But at the time, I was just like really into, you know, my kids and the life that what I did afforded us. And um, so, I guess what I'm saying is, I didn't get, you know, today I want to tell stories in a different way, and I want to do this, and I want to do that, and I want to do things. You know, I don't stretch. Then I was just kind of, oh, this is fun. You know, I'll do this series for, for eight months of the year, and then oh, here comes a TV movie, and I'll do that. And and it was just, it was seductive, and it was easy, and there was tons of money. You know what I mean? Tons of money. Not like, not like Steven Spielberg money, but it was. Right. You know, you're on a series doing 22 a year, and and then you're doing a TV movie. I mean, money then the uh, financial. Um, paradigm was just completely different than it is now. Um, it was just like, you know, the the economy was completely different than it is now. And there was just like, almost, it was excessive. It was excessive, you know. Well, it's also, I think, back then there was, you know, so many, there wasn't so many TV shows. So when you were on a hit show, it was a big thing. Yeah. It was It was basically, the networks said, okay, we're going to keep this show. Now they go, hey, I got a bad rating. You know what, we don't care about the money. You know, we'll just, we'll take it off the schedule. For then, it was... I mean, they had to pay you guys because you were like the only game in town. Right, right. And we were and we were doing like you know thirty five shares. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's unheard of. You know, a show stay on the air these days with twos and threes. Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, everything is completely different. Everything is completely different. And you know now television is 
better than it's ever been. I mean, today, television, everybody wants to be, everybody wants to be on television. Then it was movie actors, television actors. Right. And, you know, it was, it was kind of difficult to even make the jump from being on a television. Like Bruce Willis was just a, a huge anomaly when he went from right. starring in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a TV show to being a movie star. You know, that was unheard of. Or if it was someone whose movie career was on the downfall, they would end up on TV. It was Maybe. Just, it was different. But right. it was, even then they'd be like, I'd rather do straight to video than do TV. Yeah. But then TV got so many people watched it back then. That's what it's like. You know, I had a guy on who was on Knott's Landing or Falcon's Crest, and that was like the 14th show yeah. rank and he said but back then being 14th there were you had millions upon millions like he's like you couldn't go out people recognize you they would sit there and go you're that guy because there wasn't all the 800 channels now right oh yeah no we were on the first couple of years we were on it was I think it was uh, I forget what our lead in was but then it was us and then it was Cheers and then it was LA Law which yeah it was all huge you know, it was we were in the top. We were in the top ten all for two years. It was you know the, the amount of people that watched our television program was like was crazy. Now, what are some of the weird things? That, did people act because your character was different? Did people sit there and could they make the, the difference between your character and you? Did you ever get people who sit there and go, uh, "We don't like you," or because people say that sometimes people can't make it can't tell the difference between people. Yeah, I mean, everybody assumes that you know guys come up on the street especially in new york like he was a the, the show took place in new york and um and i think uh actually took place in queens and but it was a very new york east coast show and uh kirk was a very new york east coast guy and you know so uh you know everybody assumed in manhattan or the boroughs that i was that guy and you know a lot of screaming from cab windows and hey you know and everybody just assumes yeah but that was which, which was which was fun um yeah, like really fun. Um, and it took a while after that. Uh, you know, I had to kind of fight fight to get out of that that niche. Yeah, that because niche. it's it's like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like that guy. Like, oh, yeah, it's it's somewhat typecasting. Mm. So when you go to another show, and a very strong character, you know, a very um, a very flamboyant character. Now, when you auditioned for it, was it was it a long process? Because I mean, they know. They just you audition for the pilot. You got the pilot. You talked about being that was your first pilot that got picked yeah. up. Did they just pick it right up, or did you have to go through a long process? Because a lot of times people have to go through three or four or five or six times going back to audition for a part. Well, the um, the process was. I think they had even. I think they couldn't cast that part, and um, I think they had even delayed the pilot by a year trying to cast that part. Um, Excuse me, and uh, and so I think I came in at the tail end when they were just throwing up any throwing up not throwing up throwing anything against the wall and trying to make it stick. The casting director um, had seen me in a play at the Taper, in which I think I played a, like an Irish revolutionary. I did, which was absolutely nothing like um, the right. character. But he thought he thought enough of my work, I guess, to bring me in and say. What the hell? We're, we're we're grasping at straws here. And I came in, and um, I read. I think it was in a room. Yeah, it was in a room with Judd Hirsch. They had Judd in to read with the guys, and um, and uh, and that was great because first of first of all, I never thought I'd get it. It was like a crazy like the. It was kind of an Andrew Dice Clay, you know, type guy. 
And I'm like, what am I doing? Right. I have blonde hair. Uh, I'm thin. I'm little. I don't, you know, but I could do that character. You know, I could do my version of that character. And then I had Judd Hirsch there who was, you know, as good as it gets. Right. And, uh, and I, and we just played off of each other and I just did a whole bunch of crazy stuff and, uh, he played right off it beautifully and they laughed and, you know, the more they laugh, the more relaxed you get and the better things go. And, uh, and so I left and I drove home to Malibu. I was living in Malibu. I told you I was living in Malibu at the time and I get a call from my agent. They want to see you again that day they want to see me i'm like no 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 i am not going i'm not driving back in it's crazy the traffic was awful and they're like no 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 you don't understand you have got to come back in they want to see you at paramount they've brought in an audience all this stuff and they had literally done that we we were on a sound stage with a hundred hundred people that they i don't know where they got them they put them in the audience and then judd and i did it again it was basically the network the the network and studio test we did it again on a set that afternoon and um you know went really well again and then from there we had to go to an office building and they assembled it was a you know say say it was a room five times the size of this and there were probably 50 people they were just all jammed in all the suits all the network people everybody and then I did it again. It was we were we were equally uh, it was equal uh, equally as fun and funny and um, and uh, and I got the part. I still had no idea, you know, what it entailed, what it meant. I didn't know that it would change my life, you know, in in my 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 uh, career and my financial life, and um, you know, and that was the beginning of, uh, of four years. Um, and during that time, I really had no idea how lucky I was to be doing what I was doing. You know, I was just kind of the self-involved, stupid young actor who just like, oh, I guess this is what I'm doing now. I can't right. wait to get out of, can't wait to get out of silly television and be a movie star. You know what I mean? I mean, that was really my my twisted attitude. Not not I can't wait. I, this is fun, but I'm not destined to this for right. this for very long. You know, the word, there's so much more of me that I really have to uh, show the. world. <laughs> so self-involved uh, and silly, um, but the point is, I, I you know, I wasn't as I, I, I probably could have enjoyed it a lot more, you know, had I known how lucky I was and had I had I not taken so much for granted. But you know, we had a blast, and uh, I made a lot of good friends on the show, and and uh, and it was I was I was I was very very lucky uh, to to do what I did at that stage. So I learned a lot. You know, I learned a lot. We did a play a week. I mean, it was like doing a play a week for four years. You know, it was like doing repertory theater. And um, I learned a lot. So when that got canceled, yeah, you started, you were a few extra, a few episodes, a few up, uh, more the series you're on, Something So Right. That was with Mel Harris? Was that? That was Mel first it was First it was the Bob Newhart show. Then it was... Um, for a year, then it was a show called The Mommies. Okay, I remember they were a uh, were they a comedy team? They were like a comedy team. Okay, yeah, and um, and that I did for two years, and then something so right came along. Yeah, that was great, and I think I I may have had a year off, and then I did something so right for two years, and then that got canceled. What is it like when a show gets canceled? Like, I mean, like with if you if you did you see it coming for something so right, or were you getting good ratings? Or I mean, sometimes people say they don't expect to be canceled, and then it's 
you always hear from someone else. You don't really. The first year we didn't expect it to get canceled. We had won a Peabody Award and uh, and our numbers were good. And then they canceled the show. It was devastating. I mean, I remember my kids who used to have so much fun. They were like sort of uh, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Then they used to have so much fun coming to the set. We were at Universal. They used to just hop over the fence and go over to the uh, the, the amusement park and and come back all wet because they were on some ride that went through the water. And they were they were just they were so sad. That was I, I always remember that. But what happened was they canceled the show and then they put us on in reruns. And while they put us on in reruns, having canceled us um, during that summer. We started winning our time slot in reruns. Okay. Um, but in the meantime, as soon as we were canceled, ABC sort of snatched me up, made a development deal with me. So I was at ABC, now beholden to, to ABC. Then the show does really well. We were a universal, uh, universal production. The show does really well, and um, NBC decides they want to cancel the cancellation and pick us back up. But I was already had a deal at ABC, so what I did was I said, "How about you? How about to, I said to ABC, how about you just take our show intact?" They said, "Fine." They put us on for a year, and uh, we only lasted a year. But that that was a mistake. I mean, I would say if it wasn't, but that was a mis- I think they made a big mistake canceling us when they did. Um, we could have gone for we could have ran, run for seven years it was a good show it was a really good show and i've been on a lot of shows that probably shouldn't have seen the light of day right but that was a good one but you've been on something you were on a good morning miami yeah then i did good morning fight miami for two years um does it does it get frustrating though when you're like on a series they said even with the, the one that got canceled that shouldn't have got canceled. Does it ever get frustrating to you? I mean, Good Morning Miami shouldn't have gotten canceled either. Right. That so was a does, good show. I mean, what is that, as an actor, how does that feel? Because you're sitting there and you get it's, used it's to a good it. show. You get used to it. It's the, you know, it's the business. It's the life we chose. Right. But um, it's, yeah, it's it's not easy. Um, usually you can see the writing on the wall a little. Like with Good Morning Miami, you could see the writing on the wall. Not in quality, but just in the fact that I think the back end, the year, that year, the year we got canceled, instead of getting a full back end order, we got like a, a nine or an eight order instead of a 13. Um, yeah, so, you know, I think the, 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 the older I get, the easier all that stuff gets. You know, in the beginning it was brutal yeah it must be just because and people enjoy the show i always hear that you know it's like people like like the show and they go wait a second you know what happened why'd they cancel you guys and now there's not even an answer half the time what do you say i don't know (laughs) i wish they hadn't believe me so you were doing a lot of comedies Mm -hmm. and now lately it seems you've you've gone to the drama side yes now did you enjoy comedy when you were doing it or did you always want to do drama in the, the younger days? I mean, if you had a choice, if they had said, okay, you can do this sitcom or you can do this drama, what would have been your choice? Well, you know, fortunately, I, I wouldn't have, I, I, I've never had to make the choice. You know, I think good actors do everything. You know, like Jackie Gleason. Right. Great comedian. Incredible actor. You know what I mean? I think good actors, and I immodestly say good actors get to do both because it's just uh, you know it's not about whether it's not about whether it's drama or comedy it's about the writing do you know what I mean yeah um, getting laughs is a blast and it's really really fun um, but good writing on the dramatic side is also you know is also thrilling um, 
so I, I can't I can't categorize. You know, it's just good work to me. It's just good work. It's just good writing, whether it's funny or not. Um, you know, if you said to me, would you rather do mediocre writing or great writing? You know, uh, that's not really an answer to your question. <laughs> no, I'd say no, because some people know, because you went, you did these sitcoms, but now the dramas you're on are just really, I mean, from Breaking Bad to Justify to Burn. I mean, you're on these kick-ass dramas, which mm-hmm. is just, you don't see a lot of times someone who's been in a lot of sitcoms just totally turn their mm-hmm. wheels and get on these shows because a lot of times people get pigeonholed into right. being comedy. Right. But I mean, is it because you play all different kind of characters? I mean, Breaking yeah. Bad, I saw you, and I mean, you play a very sympathetic, you know, the counselor. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Did you know? Did, was that? Did, did you feel the vibe at that show? That's how interesting good it was? because when I did Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad wasn't Breaking Bad. Like it hadn't become Breaking Bad right. yet. Breaking Bad became Breaking Bad on Netflix. Right. Like nobody was I mean, people were watching it, but I had never seen the show and um, and I never watched it. I never watched my episode. I know I I saw my first episode because I had to go to the screening that I had to go to the premiere that year. But I didn't have to. I chose I got to go. See how jaded I am. I got to go (laughs) to the premiere. And um, but it wasn't until people like Ed Begley and other friends of mine started calling saying, hey, have you ever watched this show that you were you're on? This Breaking Bad, I'm like, no, I don't, I've never, I've never, you've got to watch it. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. These are people who were, you know, been around. Right. you got to watch this. So like everybody else, I started at the beginning. And, uh, and, but that was probably a year and a half after I did the show. And it was, you know, as you know, as anyone knows, it was an amazing ride. But we all caught up to Breaking Bad, binge watching it on Netflix, I think. Uh, yeah, everyone pretty much did that. Or I, I would start yeah. watching it on demand, or then you do Netflix. And then you'd sit there, and then if you got up to the right season where you could watch it on demand right. on your cable because it was not on Netflix yet. Right, and right, so- right. And then everybody kind of got caught up and so had seen everything there was to see, and then they were still making episodes, and then everybody was jonesing till new episodes got made. Right. So, <laughs> and so by the last two seasons, it was like, you know, heroin addicts at the methadone clinic waiting for the next year of Breaking Bad. And what I hated about it is, and I, I do, because I live in Burbank, I get charter East Coast feed, but you would go on Facebook, and people would... People from back east would just write, oh, oh, such and such died. That's like Walking Dead. I, I started watching that. And then if you miss it a few times, you look on Facebook and your friends, 18 posts. Oh, I can't believe they killed this person. And you're thinking, what a jerk you are. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, especially if you're in the East Coast, don't ruin it for everybody else. Yeah. So, but, but so you're a big fan. I mean, do people recognize you from that show also? That A new group of people that said, oh, you were the counselor because it was watched by so many people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People would... Um, People even today will say, and like that was what that was five years ago. I right. shot that because they would take so long in between seasons. If you remember, you know, they would sometimes it would be a year between the time that one. So even today, people will come up to me and say, "Oh my God, I love your show so much." And I'm like, "What show are you talking about?" <laughs> I assume they're talking about Justified, but they're like, "Oh my God, you are so." I just love you on your show. I'm like, hmm. Justified? No. Are you on Justified? No, I mean your show Breaking Bad. I'm like, A, it's not my show at all. I did seven episodes of it. But thank you very much. And uh, B, that was five years ago. And uh, But thank you for thinking that it's my show. Right. You know, I, I, uh, I'm i grateful. But um, yeah, no, it's been, I'm, 
I love the fact that I've been able to do what I've been able to do uh, in the last, you know, five, six years on these cable dramas that are better. And the one that you're not mentioning that I'm super proud of is Bates Motel. I'm going to mention, I was going to bring that up. Okay, you know, yeah. It I was, watched, I watched was the such an amazing it, experience for me. I mean, I love... Well, why was it such an amazing... I mean, what was it... Because it's very over the top. It's very... It's I mean, very, not over the, it's very psychotic. Yeah. It w- and it was almost like I got... I got... I was shooting Justified at the time, and um, and I was able to take... Oh, but, it, but it buttonholed nicely. I was able to go up there for two months at the end of Justified. Where did it shoot? Vancouver. Okay. So... It, I got to Vancouver in like February when it rains every single day and it's so it's dark and rainy every single day and it was like I went to Bates Motel land because it was just rainy every day and every day my van would pick me up and it'd be pouring rain and I'd go to the set and we were always outside like all the stuff I shot was outside so we were never inside of, at a studio we were always outside on a location so I never saw anyone on the crew who didn't have foul weather gear on. Somebody asked me about one of the directors, and I said, I loved her. She was fantastic. And they said, what did she look like? And I tried to I tried to remember what she looked like. I couldn't remember what she looked like because she always had a hood on and was covered in black foul weather gear. I mean, literally, the, the only people who had on clothes were the actors. And we. So what I'm saying is it was just this mood. The writing was brilliant. The character was super fun. And Vera Farmiga was just, is just a gift. Just a gift. I mean, just so fun, so ready for anything. And so, um, and so like the captain of that ship, like doesn't complain about a thing. I mean, it would be 20 degrees and raining. If you, I don't know how it's 20 and it's raining, but it would be, it would, it would feel like it was 20 and raining. It wasn't. But, and she was just a champ walking around doing this, you know, 15, 16 hour days. And it was just, uh, and ready to do whatever she needs to do in the scene, you know, you know, terrified, Lucille Ball, whatever you want, combination, you know, just silly and fun and, and just a, and just a love. So I don't know, but it was just, but it was like fly to LA into a, into a dark rain land and work in that rain land for two months. Right. You know what I mean? And sun never came out and I went back and forth, but it was just, I don't know. I just loved it. And the crew um, this was the crew was just this amazing. I, I love Canada. The crew was amazing in that everybody was so good at what they did. I think they got the best of the best when they crewed up. I think it was very it was very quiet time. So all the best people in every department were available, and it just felt like that. You know, it just felt like you were working with the best of the best and um, with the best attitude humanly possible i find canadians to just be lovely and civil and well a lot of stuff shoots up there now too yeah not as much as used to in the 90s when the exchange rate was very 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 favorable but yeah a lot of stuff still does now stuff tends to go to the south because the um the financial inducements and are 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 so great in in the south louisiana new orleans now breaking bad was shot in new mexico right yeah albuquerque so where the inducements are great as well so that must have been, you're really going from, uh, just you jumped around. Well, burn, where was Burn Notice shot? Miami. Now, what was that? Did you, did, was that great to work horrible, in Miami? Horrible. No, horrible. I would much rather be in the rain than be in Miami in the summer any day of the week. Because you're in, you know, you're in Burn Notice, which shoots outside all the time because they don't want to have to, well, they don't have the time to, to light stages. 
right? So you're outside most of the time. It's also the Sunshine Network. That was the look of the show, you know, hot, beautiful, light, girls in bikinis, you know, beauty shots of the skyline and beaches and people in nice clothes. So we had on, you know, suits and it'd be 95 degrees and 100% humidity and, oh, oh, oh. I would way rather have a blizzard or rain than, than that. That's hard for me. I don't do well in heat, heat and humidity. See, that's, yeah, I've been into the suit and stuff like that. Must be. And you're in, yeah, you're in suits. You're in beautiful clothes, but, or I was. Well, that, I mean, there's just some, but then you're on an episode of Hawaii 5 so you got to go shoot in Hawaii. Yeah, which is fine. I, so, I can, yeah, it was hilarious. I, I think I worked three days and I was in Hawaii for like three weeks. So you're jumping around. Oh. I, mean, it's, yeah. it's, I came back from, I came back from that shooting Hawaii Five O, a color that I have never been in life. I was like, you know, I have I have very pale skin. I think I was practically the color <laughs> of this console. So, okay, now there's Justified, which, uh, as I said, people love your character on that. Someone's, I mean, this, because John, John Kapolos was on that, and he had brought you up uh, saying how you were. He oh, was did on, John come in? Yeah, and he had mentioned yeah. you, and that's when I, I hit you up, because the last shoot's out in Santa Clarita, right? Say that? Santa, uh, Justified shoots out in, like, Santa yeah, Clarita. Our or? stages are, are at Santa Clarita Studio, and um, and uh, and then our locations are out in that general vicinity, like within sort of thirty miles of the, of, of Santa Clarita. Yeah, to make it look like uh, to make it look like uh, Kentucky, Harlan County. Now, how did that role come apart? About about did someone know of you and asked you to come on, or I think I when they were a new show, um, they had a part that was coming up that I was good enough that I said I would read for because in the first year of the show they weren't making offers to anybody if you want the job you got to go in and you got to read for it and uh, so I went in and read for this part that I didn't get but they liked me enough so that when this other part of my character today when Duffy came up this is in first year this is five years ago they just made me an offer it was a two episode arc I had a lot of fun um, I had a lot of fun and um in the last scene of the second episode that I did, I was supposed to die. It was a shootout. It was a, it was a Mexican standoff where like six guys in a circle all pull on each other, all draw, and we all shoot. And uh, I get shot in the original draft. I was supposed to die in all drafts. I was supposed to die till the day I got there. And on Justified, if they like you even a little, they'll shoot you in the shoulder or shoot you in the leg or do, do they sure. scrub you is that what they do or yeah 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 and then they make it clear as you're being pulled out on the gurney that you're not dead okay so that if they want to bring you back they can and they did and that was that was you know five years ago and uh two years ago i became a regular and um prior to becoming a regular uh i had shown up to work twice expecting to die in that episode and it always changed so i've i've They've tried to kill me three times. So you've actually said that you've read the script where you die. Yeah. And then, then you get there and you're thinking, okay, well, time to look for something else. And then yeah. you get there and they go, oh, over. no, Jerry, Jerry, no, uh, you're, you're alive now. Well, the, 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 the time I remember Tim uh, Oliphant said to me, I said, hey, Tim, how's it going? He was getting, getting out of his car. I was getting out of my car, going into our trailers. He said, yeah, I'm good. Do you like this scene? I'm like, yeah, it's a cool scene. I mean, I die, but it's a, it's a can you swear? And now F words. Okay, it's a, it's a, yeah, I almost did. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a great, it's a great scene though. Even though I die, he goes, yeah, I don't like this scene. I'm like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> anyway, it turned out he didn't want to kill me. Okay, he didn't want to kill me 
not because he wanted me on the show. I mean, maybe he wanted me on the show, but he didn't want to just kill me in cold blood. It was basically a long, cool, really cool back and forth scene at the end of which he just takes pulls pulls out a gun and just goes, screw it, and kills me. He didn't want to be that guy. Right. And, um, and as a result of that, I didn't die that show. So and, but the scene wasn't nearly as, it didn't end up nearly being as cool, but I ended up being alive. And which is good for becoming you. Becoming a series regular on the show, <laughs> yeah. What's it like when you're shooting? I mean, is it, I mean, is it do you, you hear the noise? I mean, how do you react? I mean, as an actor, you're not, I mean, when with the squib, what's it like? It just, does it hurt? Does When you get shot with a squib, is there pain in there? No, or? no, no. It's just an electronic charge, and um, you don't feel it because there's a metal, piece of metal be- between you and the, and the little charge, and it's just so it'll blow through your shirt and, and blood will come out. Um, I've had to do stunts where uh, I'll get, like, pulled backwards, though, where you have to have a harness on. And I had that a couple of times where you, they put a harness on you and then the back, is there's a, there's a rope and, uh, and, uh, and they, they shoot you from in front. You just have to go like that and then the, you get pulled backwards out. might be through a glass window. might be Usually they do it with a stuntman now, but in the early days I remember having to go through windows backwards with guys pulling a rope or a machine pulling you backwards through a rope and the uh, the old stunt trick you couldn't do this anymore but the old stunt trick was you wouldn't do it in the scene you'd just isolate a camera on you and the stunt man would go okay on three Jerry we're going to get we're going to pull you on three and you would go he'd say one two and then the squib would go off in your chest and they'd pull you on two. So we were completely surprised. Okay. They'd blow, so they wouldn't go on three. They'd go on two. And the look on your face would be abject terror. And and then you'd be... Do you ever get hurt? I mean, ever like get an injury from any of the stunts you've done? Ever get like an actual like, oh my God, that really hurt? <sighs> I pulled a muscle once just running. I pulled a hamstring once running. The director said, can you go faster? I said, oh yeah, yeah, I can run. You mean you want me to sprint? He said, yeah. And of course, I didn't think anything. And I just sprinted and pulled a hamstring. Um... No, I don't think I've ever been hurt. You're going to Texas to shoot a movie, right? I'm going to Texas in a couple of weeks, okay. yeah. Now, you've been playing a lot of bad guys. Yeah. Now, is there, uh, is there any good guys in the horizon, or you think they're going to... Cause... Well, the guy I play in the movie in Texas is a good guy. Okay. He's a hero of the movie. What's the movie about? It's about um, a guy, me, who, though, um, a flaw, though I'm a flawed character, um, who's done some questionable things... Um, in the end, he shows up for his kid, and he does the right thing. And um, it's kind of like a, a redemption, indie, Sundancey. You know, that's that will be hopefully our trajectory. You know, do this, shoot this for five weeks in Texas, go to the better festivals. You know, go to Tribeca, go to Sundance, go to all the good ones, get some, get a distribution deal, and then it'll go out as an independent film. Now, are you excited to do a movie? Because you've been doing a lot of series really lately. Really excited? Yeah, I can't wait. I love everybody. Um, attached to it uh, uh, I love the guy that wrote it I love that he's directing it um, so far I'm, I'm yeah I'm, I'm, I'm delighted I'm delighted to be going down to Texas so we're going to shooting in Austin which is a nice place to be and I love the character and um, I'm actually tomorrow or well, Thursday I've got a there's a few parts that we still need to cast and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be Judd Hirsch I'm going to be going to be the old guy in the room reading okay. with the actors that come in you know and <laughs> I'm going to be that guy, you know, the old guy in the room, like, reading with the kids. 
But that, but but thinking, but that's because you're only you're only shows that kids love. So it's like now you're the you're not the old guy. You're the elder statesman. Well, They're gonna go to see elder statesman. Well, now yeah. justified or is that coming? Is that season done right now? That season is uh, yeah five is done, and we have one more season next year. We start shooting in September. It will air in January, and uh, that's the last year. Everyone seems to be doing that lately. Every show runs like five or six years now. Six, seven, I think. Um, I think Sons of Anarchy will be seven. That is also ending next year. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what's next. I did a pilot for TBS with um, Steve Carell. Steve and Nancy Carell wrote a pilot called Tribeca that, um, uh, oh, my God. What's her name? I'll click it real quick. Rashida I... Jones is okay. starring in. Um, the lovely and talented and beautiful Rashida Jones. And... Um, and uh, it's really good. It's a spoofy, naked gun type of half-hour single-camera show for TBS. And um, we shot that uh, about a month and a half ago. We should find out about that in a few weeks, whether TBS is going to pick that up. If it does, we'll do 10 or 13 episodes. Good they got back to comedy? It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, my character just gets introduced in the pilot. So I didn't have a great deal to do, but uh, Carell was great. And they were lovely, and TBS was lovely, and... Um, everybody that I've met uh, in connection with the project is, is super sweet, and uh, I would love that to go. I would love that to go. I'd love to be a part of that. You seem to have a big... Uh, you, you're working a lot. Now, Bates Motel, what's going on with that? Bates Motel, I'm... Uh, well, I don't want to tell anyone, okay. but I'm no longer involved, and you should watch the show. I watched, the first, you... I watched the first season, first half of the season, but then I got behind. And okay. Then when you get behind, sometimes it's hard to get caught up. Yeah, no, I, told, I don't watch anything, so I'm not blaming you. I, do, I don't know. I don't want no, to, everyone I don't. says it's great. That's one thing. Everyone says it's yeah, great, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, it's just, and it's creepy. And I just don't want to say what happens, because okay. I don't want to give that away if somebody's just starting the season. But, um, uh, yeah, they should, they should, they should watch. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a great show, and the people, you know, Veer's amazing. Everybody on the show is great. Well, I know you have to get out of here early. You have to get out here in a few minutes. So I'm going to wrap up early. Okay. But uh, people, a website, Twitter. I need you tweet. Are you a tweeter? I don't tweet. I do not. I think that I am about to. Do you tweet? Yeah, I tweet. I Cooper talk. I tweet a lot. I, I do a Cooper lot of talk. stupid jokes. I, I, okay. I just, because I, I do comedy, I just do, I think of random things if I watch like the Today Show. I mean, I wrote something bad today. I said, oh my God, Cornelius from the Planet of the Apes from the Today Show. My bad, it was Melissa Rivers. I just do stuff like that, which it's, That's I just, funny. but That's it's just, funny. it's me. I just do stuff that comes because there's so much stupid stuff on TV. And you, the only thing about Twitter is you have to learn how to, you have to be very concise. It can only be so many characters. So if your right. mind wanders and you go, you start typing it and there's always like the negative because it gets, shows you negative, so you have to take all that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, I will, I think I'm going to because, you know, as I said, I'm, I will hopefully be, you know, I have the Justified. Justified will be its last year next year. Right. That would be fun to be tweeting about. Um, I, I have the movie. You right. know, tweeting about the movie and what's going on in the movie could help us, you know, gain a gain a following. And similarly with the te- with the pilot, you know, with Tribeca, you know, it seems like it, it's a good it seems like a good tool. Yeah. And plus your name's easy to find. If someone just hears Jerry Burns, if they see your spelling, because as I said, with IMDb, there's no other J-E-R-E, so it's great. Or Wikipedia, it comes right up. So with Twitter, you'd be the first to pop up, and they would give you the check. You'd get the verified check. That's hard to get. People who are, because a lot of people make fake accounts. Like someone might put a fake account on you, but if they know it's you, because you've been on a lot of TV, you'll get the blue check. Okay. And and then you're verified. 
So yeah, but I'm I'm uh, I know that I have to find somebody. I know I have to find like a consultant to get me started and to show me the way. It's easy. No, I don't mean technically, but I do mean technically too because I'm right. an idiot in that. But I mean just to know how do you how to best use it. Okay. You know, everybody's like, oh, you can't be controversial. You can't talk about religion. You can't talk about yeah, politics. You can. That's you can't. what everyone does. Right. I mean, like, well, I don't know. What am I going to talk about? Fashion? Right. You know? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm, I think I am going to, I think I am going to join the Twitter sphere. You have to. I will. And um, I'll, and I'll get on, I'll be whatever you do with you. I'll, I'll Twitter you. What is that? How do I get you to be your Twitter you just, friend? You would just, uh, mine's, you could put Steve Cooper, but mine's at Cooper Talk. So you okay. just find I mean, yeah, yeah, But yeah. when you get on, I will look for you. So okay. that's that's your that's your goal. In the next two weeks, you should be on yeah, Twitter because you can I'm start late to say to every, about the movie. I'm, you can I'm late say to about everything. everything. Steve. I was late to I'm late to Facebook. I was I've been on Facebook two years, a I, year. Yeah, but it's like you know. But did you have a website? No, I don't. No, you, you don't need because you're you know. I mean, people aren't going to sit there and go, oh, where's they? They know the TV shows you're on. Websites are for the actors who are more in the beginning stages, so people can find out. You know. Right. People aren't going to say, "Oh, we need to see Jerry's real." They're going to say, "Okay, we'll just we'll just watch Breaking Bad or we'll watch this show." Right, right, so. right, right, right. Anyway, I want to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was lovely meeting you. And it was and great your, meeting and you. Your lovely family and people uh, follow me at Twitter as we just talked at yes. Cooper Talk. Also, Cooper email Talk. me Cooper at Indy One Hundred I N D I E One Hundred dot com. Go to my website coopertalk.net. I have about two hundred and forty five episodes up. Also, if you sit there and you have a Google, uh, an Android app, an Android phone, go go to the Google Play Store and go Cooper Talk, and you can get my app. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you, uh, Jerry, for coming on. Thank you, Steve. You guys have a great week. And I'm I Steve. really appreciate I'm, it. I'm glad. I wish we didn't run late, because I I, you know, my guest was late. And I'll was, come in again. I would love you to Whenever come in Whenever you again. want me to come. When, well, it, when the show, when the show, when stuff starts, when this stuff is, you know, is in the promoting stages. Then I'll, we'll come back in. I, I, will, talk I would love to. It, it would be my pleasure. People follow me on Twitter. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guest. You guys have a great day.